In this episode of the Smart City Podcast, I interviewed fellow podcaster and construction professional and enthusiast, Brittany Campbell-Turner. Brittany hosts the Constructor Podcast and is currently on her second season, which is talking about blockchain in construction. Brittany and I dive deep into how technology can be used to improve the processes within the construction industry, but also not losing sight of how the people involved can be affected. We talk about blockchain, 3D manufacturing, virtual and augmented reality, amongst many other things. We also talk a lot about building information modeling, BIM. BIM, for those who don't know, is basically 3D modeling, but with so much more detail about the components of the structure or infrastructure that can be utilized in asset management, quality insurance, community consultation, and the full life cycle of that product. Now, it can also be used for many other things, but that's just a basic understanding. It was so great to talk with Brittany, and I really look forward to collaborating in the future. As always, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. It's the Smart City Podcast, whoa, with smart city experts, here we go. Connecting smart technology, both big and small. Smart cities are making life better for all. Big data, emerging trends, self-driving cars and more. The Smart City Podcast is what you're looking for. Hi, Brittany. How you going? I am doing really good. How are you, Zoe? Um, awesome, awesome today. Um, let's just jump straight into it. And can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you're passionate about? Yes, definitely. So I am definitely still that little kid at heart who used to love doing jigsaw puzzles and connects and 3D puzzles. I actually asked my dad when I was a kid if we could just build a tree house. We didn't have the trees, but build a tree house for myself and my neighborhood friends to play in during the summertime here in Chicago. We built a little house with plywood and two by fours and put some shingles on the roof. And that was sort of my real introduction to construction. Also doing like small renovations in my parents' house and, and things like that. But that really got me interested in how to interact with the built environment. And I wanted to study architecture. I ended up studied architectural engineering and got my master's in construction management. But just simply being a millennial, I have been always curious about how technology integrates with design and the built side of things. So, yeah, I mean, I would say that what I'm passionate about is that intersection. And then in addition to that, what do we talk a lot about on my podcast, the Constructor Podcast, building the human connection and increasing transparency, building more trusting relationships, improving collaboration. I think that the reason why we have built environments is in order for you to be more productive, be more fulfilled in this space and to create better relationships in that built environment. That overall is what I'm passionate about. Yeah, that's awesome. I really love the human aspect of that, bringing that into construction, because I think that sometimes um, we miss that. So, yeah, awesome. It's really great. Um, what sparked your interest in the smart city space or bringing smart technology into construction? Yeah, it was actually really interesting. I mean, I don't know who doesn't, watch HGTV if they have some inkling about residential homes and DIY stuff. I find that there are a lot of people who, who watch that, especially here in America. 
that just really got me excited about what the opportunities are to integrate technology into the built space. In addition to that, I would say where I went to school, I went to Illinois Institute of Technology. They did a really good job of exposing us to technology, including building information modeling. I actually did a course on how to design a net zero home. At that time when I was in school, I guess it's a little bit over about 12 years ago, we were studying a lot about sustainability and how that can reduce carbon and increase energy efficiency. But in addition to that, increase comfort levels. You can have smart lighting. You can increase your productivity. All of those things coming together for me at that time got me excited about using smart technology, not just homes, but corporate spaces. Yeah, cool. Are there any specific technologies that you've come across that you're particularly interested in exploring? To, I guess, give a, somewhat of a shameless plug here <laughs> for, for what we're researching on the Constructor podcast, I am highly excited about how blockchain can impact the architectural engineering and corporate real estate space. It's not really one of the most popular subjects quite yet, but I think that's something that I'm really, really interested in now, and there are lots of options for that. There are a couple other intersections with blockchain technology that I'm interested in. So for instance, microgrids or smart grids, obviously smart cities, and integrating biophilia in your design, cross-laminated timber. So basically getting the look of natural materials in your built space, even just in your urban planning, have more greenery, have more natural areas to improve the quality of life, reduce stress levels, things like that. And then again, same things like I mentioned before, how do you be net zero? How do you create a building that's net positive and be able to share that energy. And then I would just say, lastly, co-working. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a technology, but it's just a, a way to approach work so that you are more collaborative and, and using your space wisely. And then also gaining the efficiencies of being able to do that sort of collaboration in those spaces, especially from a work perspective. Those, I would say are the things I'm interested in in a nutshell from a technology perspective. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I definitely am keen to learn more about blockchain. So let's talk about some of the things you're working on right now. <laughs> yeah. What I'm working on, I am actually in my second series that talks about blockchain and construction. The first series talked about smart cities, construction, and it talked about essentially how you can incorporate supply chain with blockchain. The second series is really focused around corporate real estate and asset management. So that's the series themselves. So go ahead and check it out. But in addition to that, I would say I actually hosted a, an event here locally and we have a report coming out about what we talked about at that event. It was just basically blockchain and construction What's happening? Why are people talking about it? How is it going to impact this industry? Even how quickly will it start being adopted? And it's not going to happen right now. There's lots of 
need for pilots and use cases to take place. So that's what I'm working on right now. I'm really doing the deep dive and trying to figure out how we can, as an industry, look at what the opportunities are with that particular technology. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit how the construction industry can improve by using smart tech. Yeah, there's lots of opportunity for improvement. If you look at the McKinsey report that talks about the fact that we have a loss of productivity, $1.6 trillion worth of productivity loss in construction, there's a lot of opportunity for smart technology to be adopted in this industry alone. It's really mind-boggling. But I think right now, I think BIM, Building Information Modeling, is a really well-understood tool that is being underutilized. And at least that's what I'm seeing here in America. I think the larger, more innovative companies, especially if they're global, they're going to adopt the governance structure for BIM, especially with the UK actually requiring it for projects that are over a certain dollar amount. I don't know the exact dollar amount. But just given that that's a requirement, I think that there's a much wider adoption there particularly. But in addition to that, the technology of BIM, right? There are a couple vendors that offer that. I mean, obviously Autodesk offers that. There's a lot of opportunity for everyone to get on the same page about what BIM is and use it for their projects. It's a question as to what are the best size projects to use BIM? How complex do they need to be? Is it one where there's lots of mechanical work and clash detection that's needed in order for you to use it merely because of the reduction of change orders and the increase in collaboration? It really makes a whole lot more sense to use it than not to use it. I definitely agree. I think BIM can be highly utilized um, more than it is at the moment. And particularly, I think in the, the building space, it's probably, you know, it's getting there and being in use. But I feel like the horizontal space, uh, so roads, bridges, that type of infrastructure, um, we really need to get on the ball, I suppose, with that because asset management and, you know, the things like we talked about, the, the wasting of money really could be solved, I think, by using BIM appropriately. Um, and it will it'll be a long time, but I think eventually it will just take over and we'll have full assets in BIM. So we'll be able to know where things are, what they're doing, what quality assurance happened on, on that, and then, you know, what maintenance needs to happen, when it's going to happen, who's going to do it, who did it, that kind of thing. So I think there's so much opportunity in the BIM space. Yeah, I think there is too. And I think there's a cross section that takes place, like you said, with the horizontal side of things, right? So, I mean, the ability to do zoning analysis and to review traffic activity and even your microclimate activity. I know that there's a company, actually, I think they're based here in Chicago. We haven't interviewed them yet. They are called City Zenith. What they work on is city information modeling. So with the fact that most buildings should be using BIM and can use that data that's in their BIM models and hand it over to a interoperable software platform so that the right people can see that information. Obviously, you'd have to have the right permissions included in, in that platform 
so that you keep it secure, but you have the opportunity to maximize your city integration, right? So if it's your utilities that are running underground, things like that, you'll be able to be more effective as you do your urban planning and as you plan on building new buildings. I think it's very cool, the opportunities that we have to use with BIMs particularly and from a smart cities perspective. Yeah, definitely. And I think even just from a really surface level, the community engagement you can get with BIM modeling is just so much more in-depth and exciting, I think. Yes. That's the next conversation about, say, VR, virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality. With BIM, you can get people to visualize a lot better than, say, with a 2D drawing. It's so much more tangible when you have the technology to interact with. Yeah, definitely. So how is America currently using some of this smart tech in the construction industry? Yeah, I think BIM is generally, people are aware of BIM. Whether they're using it or not, again, like I said, it, it just depends on the company and the size of the project and the complexity. I think the thing that's really getting the most adoption is Internet of Things or the use of mobile devices. So the fact that you can bring your drawings on the site on an iPad and communicate from the field to the office, the adoption of utilizing mobile technology in order to communicate better, not just from field to office, but amongst all parties on the project. I think that's happening a lot more. I think drones are being used a whole lot more. I think that the 360 photo capture of just like tracking progress, I think that's happening a whole lot more. Prefab, modular, offsite, whatever you want to call it. Stuff that's done in a, a controlled environment offsite and is brought on site and assembled. I think that's happening a whole lot more. I think that's actually something that there are lots of companies looking at it that really, really want to maximize the benefit of that. I think that there are unions here in America that are really pushing against that because it's going to push that opportunity for their labor to be used on site. So there is sort of that dynamic that's taking place. But I do think that general contractors and owners are really interested in the time savings opportunities and cost savings opportunities from that. And then, of course, VR, AR, machine learning, I think 3D printing we're aware of, but like, what does that mean? <laughs> right? How do you like, how do you actually do that? There's lots of things out there, but I don't know how quickly those last couple I mentioned will be adopted. And obviously blockchain. I mean, there's a company out there that actually uses blockchain for the material management. So that's happening, but then it's not on the forefront. It just so happens to be a software that tracks their supply chain really, really well because more things are transparent. So yeah, things are happening, but slow to adoption. That's just the culture of construction. And I'd be curious to know what your perspective is on that as well. That's what I've been seeing here. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. I think there's bits and pieces happening. Um, I guess when I first started in construction, well, which wasn't that long ago, yeah, we definitely had paper drawings. We didn't have iPads. We didn't have tablets. I had a, um, a brick, um, tough 
phone, <laughs> um, but, you know, still had um, a keypad and everything. Uh, and so it, it's a bit more slow to adopt for some reason, but I see, yeah, there's huge potential. But in saying that, then there's the other side of that where some things can be, some technologies can be piloted quite easily on construction sites and there are um, construction sites that are using technology well like well before other areas because it, it can be done in a small controlled environment like mining or something like that or farming, those type of things. Um, so I think there's a real uh, yin and yang kind of thing. Some things are way, way in the past and some things are actually quite high tech. Um, but I think using that smart city integrated approach is where we'll get the most benefits and savings and efficiencies and that kind of thing. And I think that you mentioned the human factor of it. That definitely needs to be considered because once we get um, more highly automated, we really need to think about what the human will be doing in that scenario to make sure that we still have that, we maintain a high level of safety and that kind of thing and also a high level of purpose so people still have a purpose in um, their, their role or whether that changes or not will you know depend on what it is but yeah definitely that human factor needs to be focused on whatever that looks like in the future so yeah no I, I definitely agree yeah and so really to add to that too one thing that I'm particularly involved with I'm involved with the lean construction community and essentially that's integrated contracts integrated delivery models and I think that exactly touches on that point of how do we make sure that we leverage the human aspect make sure that we're collaborating properly, but also value the skill sets of all the people that are taking part on the project. And then how do we use technology to support the execution? If we start looking at construction differently, having clarity about what we're trying to achieve for our end users. And then also how do we want our project teams to respond and be proactive within the actual delivery of the construction project, I think that's going to change the way we use technology because we'll be more open to just adopting innovative ways of looking at things and working with each other. That's definitely my perspective. And I, I never want to lose sight of that, even though technology is super cool. I just want to make sure that like, okay, yeah, tech is tech, but like we can't just do tech because... It's cool. You have to really focus on, right, what's the task at hand? Is it the citizen? Is it the patient that's in the hospital? Is it the person that's going to be working in that workspace? How do you affect all the people that are involved? Yeah, no, definitely. I really, I really like that approach. Um, we definitely can't lose sight of that. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so how do you think we can better integrate across the different disciplines, you know, government industries, um, different construction companies, the crews on site, that kind of thing? Yeah, I think it, when it comes down to it, it's starting from way at the beginning. There's a question of investment. So you can be looking at it from the owner-operator perspective who wants to change their built environment. You can look at it from the governmental perspective. You can look at it from the corporation when you invest into anything, especially say, let's look at it from a, a VC perspective, they will oftentimes invest in software or software as a service products. And they're used to fast turnarounds 
simply because it's digital software. You can go ahead and run your alpha beta testing, get quick turnarounds and feedback, and you can sell that thing, right? Fast ROI. Now, there is the comparison against that where investors will invest into, say, pharmaceutical technologies. And it takes a really, really long time to get your return on your investment. I think when it comes down to investing in smart technology and in the built environment, you kind of fall in that middle ground. How do you get your return on investment and get people to understand the value that you're getting out of not necessarily the dollars, but obviously that, but out of how you approach the execution? So how do you start off, right? You have to really educate, I believe. And that's one of the reasons why I have a podcast too. And I think that's likely why you talk about smart cities as well. You have to really educate about what's possible. And I think it really starts with people who are doing things innovatively. And and you find that a lot in startups. You find that a lot in companies that have research and development groups that are focused on building innovative technologies within their corporations. It might be your NGO, it might be your nonprofit organization who is tapped into the community and really understanding what the needs are. But I think when it comes down to it, it's making sure that people are aware of the benefits that you can get with investment and training, with investment in creating a more integrated approach, and then also training around the utilization of technology and sharing with people what the results ultimately have been in the past and then how they can really maximize and optimize what we've already done and what we're capable of taking advantage of today. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a really important point. Um, That fully integrated approach is something that we, again, can't lose sight of. Um, And also that's how we're going to be able to work well across every every sector and, um, you know, all the different groups and governments and industries. So, no, it's, it's a really good point. It's it's so multi-layered. Yeah. And I get caught up in that, right? Because it's it's uh you can look at construction as construction by itself, but it's never just construction because you're always impacting your communities. You're always impacting that corporation or the city that you are building in, right? There's always a vibe, there's always something that's going to change based upon the people that are working there during construction, but also after the fact, you really have to be cognizant of what's going to happen. How How is this going to look? How are we going to be effective? Yeah, definitely. So do you think that America can become leaders in the smart city technology space? You know, I think we can. And I'm going to say that with a, with a caveat statement too. I think that there are other countries that are doing a really good job utilizing smart technology and like, for instance, say China or the UAE or, or Dubai. I mean, when I think of countries that are on the forefront for smart technology, smart city technology, I would say that I would look at them primarily. However, I would say that in America, just because we've gotten to this industrialized state where we are today, we've been a developed country right now. Like we've, we've been that way for some time now. And we now have old technology 
that we would have to replace. There are other countries that may not have been as built up, but they have the populations that really require technology and they have to adopt advances because they can't live without it, right? <laughs> That's really something we probably as Americans need to to pay attention to. But I do think that they're like, say, companies that are really still doing innovative stuff here in, in America that can contribute to the development of smart cities elsewhere. If there are opportunities for startups that are thinking about how to do this globally, I think that there's lots of opportunities to, to do that. Matter of fact, there is a company called Leading Cities that is working with startup companies to connect with smart cities or aspiring smart cities in order to allow them to build the ecosystems that they're wanting to build based upon the technologies that these startups are building. So I think that approach is helpful. They're based out of Boston. That approach on a whole should be any company's approach to investing back into what the smart city agendas are. Yeah, cool. So what do you think the emerging trends are that people aren't talking about at the moment in the construction space? Yeah, I don't see a lot of people talking about blockchain, which is part of the reason why I'm like looking at it. So that's one. And then 3D printing, especially 3D printing concrete. I don't think that is one that people are investigating enough. Machine learning and cognitive AI. We're not talking enough about that in construction. There's just so much there as it relates to BIM and VR and AR. Lastly, I would say gamification. People aren't looking at gamification enough, and it kind of comes back to that human responsiveness and behavior. I think that gamification is not necessarily a technology. It is a trend that I think would really help people feel more fulfilled in this industry. Yeah, cool. Well, it's been so great to talk to you um, today, Brittany. I've, I've I really enjoy talking about construction and I really enjoy talking about how we can improve things in construction in particular, because I think there's so much potential in this space. So thanks so much for sharing everything. No, I had a really good time too. Thanks for inviting me. No, of course. And I just have one last question, which is how can people connect with you? Absolutely. You can find me at constructor.com. So that's construct double r.com and you can find me on linkedin or you can find me on twitter my twitter handle is at britney b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-e underscore c-t and then you could email me as well so britney at constructor.com that's b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-e at construct double r.com awesome well thanks so much and i'll put everything in the show notes so people can click away um, and find you and connect with you so thanks again and i really look forward to talking to you again soon it's the smart city podcast Whoa. thanks so much for listening to the smart city podcast show notes for this episode and all other episodes can be found at the smartcitypodcast.com if you have any questions or comments for me or any of my guests connect with me via email zoe at the smart smartcitypodcast.com or via the socials. I'm on Twitter and Facebook at smartcitypod. As always, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Smart City Podcast is what you're looking for.